Women Taking the Lead, Episode 78. Setting goals, obviously, is always an important step to getting what you want and making them for both professional and personal is an important thing because they're equally important for success and happiness. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Dr. Christine McGuire, who earned her undergraduate degree in psychology from Providence College and her doctor of chiropractic degree from Logan College of Chiropractic in St. Louis, Missouri. And she's also a certified chiropractic wellness practitioner. Dr. McGuire is the author of Hope, 30 Tips to Overcome Cancer Naturally, and has also been featured in The Chicken Soup for the Chiropractic Soul with one of her personal patient stories. A longtime speaker at the Cancer Community Center in Maine, and at 20 years of practice, she is in her dream job at Scarborough Family Chiropractic, enjoying adjusting people of all ages, especially children, to allow them to experience the many health benefits of chiropractic. All right. So, Dr. Christine McGuire, thank you for being with us today. And I'm actually going to hand it over to you so you can tell us a little bit more about your background and where you come from. Thanks, Jody. Thanks for having me today. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I grew up in Medfield, Massachusetts. That's a small town south of Boston. And I was the second of four children, two girls and two boys. Uh, my father was a CPA and my mother was a stay-at-home mom. So she cooked and cleaned and drove us to everything that we were involved in. Um, you know, we were in Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and we had instruments and we did all the sports and all of us did all of that. So I don't know how she did it, driving us all around. Um, and by high school, I was playing soccer in the fall, basketball in the winter, softball in the spring. So pretty active. And then in my sophomore year, Right after my 15th birthday, I woke up one morning and I couldn't move my leg without just absolute pain. And I had been to a chiropractor before for some back pain, but this was totally different. But my mother brought me right to the chiropractor. Um, and in the end, I had to miss two months of school because I couldn't get out of bed unless I had to go to the bathroom or to the chiropractor. Wow. And I did miss the rest of the basketball season that year. So that was a life changer for me. Wow. And at 15 years old, right, to wake up in that condition, that must have been incredibly scary. <laughs> yeah. And and how advanced for your mom to take you to a chiropractor back then? Because what, what year was this right, about? Right. No, that's a great question. It was um, 1985. So Yeah. Yeah. It was the coach, um, one of my coaches had suggested it when my back was first starting to just kind of ache. Um, and so she took me and yeah, I always think, wow, how did she think of taking me there? Like, wow, that's, you know, you've never heard of chiropractor back then. So pretty, mm -hmm. pretty amazing. And thank God she did. Um, you know, after a while they did, my parents did take me to a medical doctor because I was still in a lot of pain after even a week. And um, they just wanted to make sure there wasn't anything else wrong. And, the medical doctors really didn't know 
why I was in so much pain. And, um, you know, at one point they thought I had bone cancer. Maybe they thought I broke a bone in my back and they were doing all those tests. And in the meantime, I was still getting adjusted, uh, by my awesome chiropractor and it was slowly getting better. And so that was definitely the way to go. Wow. Holy smokes. <laughs> well, well, Chris, you clearly have had success in your life. You're in your dream job. You're a doctor of chiropractic and a chiropractic wellness practitioner. So you've kind of checked a lot of the boxes <laughs> of things you wanted to accomplish in your life and you've gained confidence. And I know um, from knowing you personally that you're also a public speaker and feel very comfortable in that arena. So you have a lot of confidence, but take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us the story and, and the lessons you've learned in looking back on that? I would say it would have to be back to that same time. Um, you know, I, like I said, I didn't play basketball the rest of that season. And after that, I was getting better and back to school and everything. But the chiropractor and the medical doctor said, you probably won't play any sports again. And I just remember just being completely devastated, you know, the sports, obviously I loved, but also the team, you know, the friends, my friends were all on the teams. So it was really hard to not be a part of that when they were all having um, that, you know, enjoyment and I couldn't be part of it. So that was one of the hardest days. I remember when they told me that and I was just crying, crying, crying. And, and I believed it, you know, I, it felt like I wouldn't be able to play those things again. So I guess I played small by believing that and um, really being down in the dumps and feeling sorry for myself. And my father actually said to me as I was crying, he said, one day something good is going to come of all this. <laughs> and I looked at him like, you know, roll your eyes, teenager, like you're crazy, dad. And um, But he's totally <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you, when as a, you know, a very wise teenager, we look at our parents and go, you don't understand, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know, and that's devastating. And yes, I'm sure some people can listen to your story and go, oh, well, you were 15, you know, no big deal. But that does, that doesn't always go away. Like we, we right. respect and we trust our doctors and, you know, our family practitioners and, you know, we want to believe what they're saying, but sometimes they don't know. A hundred percent. Like we want to treat them like they have some good advice, but, and, and I bring this back to my clients too. I'm like, you have to know yourself, you know, and what are you capable of? Because sometimes, and it can happen at any stage in life, the doctor will say, okay, based on everybody else, you're probably not going to be able to do X, Y, Z, you know, given your condition, but you're not everybody else. You need to know who you are and what you're capable of because you totally overcame that. And you're actually a pretty active person yeah. to this day. Yes. Um, I ended up playing basketball my senior year. So it took a long time. Um, you know, it wasn't quick, but uh, somehow I don't really remember. I was, I must've, been telling the chiropractor how upset I was or something. And Dr. Pallas uh, in Westwood, Massachusetts said, okay, let's uh, meet at the gym in town in Medfield. And I will go through, you know, the different um, weights and, and workouts and I'll give, I'll set you up on a rehab program that you can work on and, and we'll do our best and we'll see where you're at. I'm not promising you anything, but 
we'll see what we can do. We'll keep you getting adjusted. And, um, and that's what I did. And so my senior year, I was able to play basketball, you know, not near the level I was at before, but it was really good to be on the team and out there on the court again. Um, and I, you know, yes, like you said, I'm healthy. I'm active. I, I can run. I've downhill skied. I've played indoor soccer since like in college and afterwards. Um, I've played softball. I've, I've done those things because I have been adjusted and, you know, I've seen over the years with myself and others, your body can heal itself when it is put in alignment. And that's, that's what I needed. It, it was just out of alignment, putting pressure on a disc that, I mean, the disc was putting pressure on the nerve that was going down my leg and, and causing all kinds of havoc. So when that was fixed um, and strengthen the muscles around it, then it's been much, much better. Oh, such a great story. All right, Chris, now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. I guess in the past, different different jobs, um, I would tolerate different things. And as each one you know, went along, I would say, okay, I'm ready. I'm not willing to tolerate this anymore, so I would move on. Um, you know, but I would tolerate them for longer than I should have, and I was undervaluing what I could have, what I could do, and what I could achieve. And then in my last job, when I realized I was tolerating more than I was willing to tolerate, I just put it in my consciousness and worked on affirmations of and picturing what I did want, what kind of job I wanted, um, what office and, and, and employees and boss. And I knew what that was and where that was. And, and I had known it for years and that's where I wanted to work. And I never had to go looking for it. I put it, like I said, I put it out there and that's what I wanted. And they came looking for me and offered me a position. And, um, like I said, it was my dream job. I wanted to be there. And I didn't take the job right away. I negotiated for some things because I didn't want to start off with tolerations. And mm. that worked out really well for me. And I, um, I'm really happy still, you know, four years later. And I'm taking care of more people than I ever have. And I love that. Mm. Well, that's really cool. Because what I'm hearing in your story is you were in a job where it was kind of one thing after another of like tolerating. Right. right? Um, and I know from our conversations prior, some of it was just like, you felt like you weren't being treated like a peer, you were being treated like a paycheck employee. Right. And that's not how you wanted to operate. Um, and it was just like one thing after another, where like, you had been given the understanding that things would be one way, and they were slowly being changed. Right. And taken away. Um, and, and that's a great example. Like for anyone listening, those are the things we're tolerating. Like they don't have to be big things. It can be a lot of little things. And you'll find in your job, if it's one thing after another, then it completely depletes you. And I love how you recognize this and you wanted to and what you learned from that experience is like, even though like you were being offered your dream job, right? At the place you've been wanting to work for years and years and years, right? Mm hmm that you weren't just like, yes, get me out of here. You were like, <laughs> okay, awesome. Now let's make sure that everything's set up so it stays my dream job. Right. 
right? And you really, you know, negotiated, which is not something that many women find easy to do. And I've been talking about this quite a bit with some recent guests of, you know, you have to have confidence in your value and what you bring to the table to be able to negotiate. And when you do, negotiating doesn't feel skeevy, right? right? It doesn't feel like you're asking for a lot. You're just, you're looking to, um, you know, be compensated for what you're bringing to the table. And so then it feels very natural. And I remember from your stories, like it it was back and forth over a few things, but each time you were like, okay, like let's take the next step and let's have the next discussion. Um, And so when you started, you felt like, like a peer that you were valued and that this was going to be a great place to work. Exactly. That's awesome. All right, Chris. Now, I want to get at your leadership style because, you know, as, as we've talked about for, before, you're not the business owner, you're not a team leader, you're more of a partner and a peer mm-hmm. in your business, but you are definitely a leader and everyone has a different style of leadership. So how would you describe your leadership style? I would say I lead by making relationships with people, like joking with them and making them feel comfortable and not intimidated. Uh, I also like to give people hope and encouragement so they feel like they can do whatever they want to do, whether it's, you know, uh, another employee or a patient who's trying to uh, lose weight or start exercising again or, or whatever it is. I, I try to do that and give them that encouragement and lead that way. You know, and it's so interesting in your story, like what kind of turned the tide for you was your chiropractor being like, okay. I can't make promises, but here's what I can do. Yeah. Right. And I imagine that moment you felt hope. Right. Like, oh my gosh, there's a window opening. Like we, I can take advantage of this. I, like I could, I could be playing sports again <laughs> like that. Like, and now in turn, that's what you want to give people. Like when they feel limited and boxed in or, you know, especially some of your patients, like I'm sure are in tremendous pain wondering if it's ever going to go away without right drugs, you know, which will, will dope them up, you know, that you can, you say to them like, all right, it's a journey and I can't make promises, but what I can do is, you know, assure you this has helped other people and that we can do this. So I I think that's always Uh fascinating that oftentimes it's, it's in people's stories where there was a moment and now voila, that's something that they're bringing to the world and they consciously make a point to do it. Yeah. That's cool. To encourage people. Yeah. All right. So, Dr. Chris, what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? I'm promoting my book, The Hope 30 Tips to Overcome Cancer Naturally, because just more and more people, uh, children, you know, people in their 20s, all ages are being diagnosed with cancer. And people sometimes don't know where to look to find the things that they can do to help themselves, you know, whether they're doing a medical treatment or not, anywhere along that spectrum, there are things that they can do naturally that can help them have a better chance at healing and at least handle any you know, chemotherapy that they may be doing. Um, and so my book is an easy read resource for people like that. It's a nice little gift to give. And so I'm just trying to get the word out there. Mm-hmm. And I've given it as a gift to several of my clients because either they or someone very close to them has cancer 
Um, and it's amazing to me since since I've gotten to know you and you've shared your own story, if you don't mind my sharing, nope. you know, that you're about your mom at the time we met your mom um, had um, recovered from cancer. Um, but then relapsed and um, she since passed away. And this book was was kind of um, in honor of her. Yes. And the journey that you went through as well when your mom got cancer, like all the research you did and all the conversations you had with her to help her. Mm -hmm. um, and she was um, stronger and more at peace yes. through the whole process as a result of a lot of the research that you gave Definitely. her. Yeah. And it, it's, it's an incredible gift. It's an easy read. And it's, and I love how you weave your stories through the book mm -hmm. as well. Um, and the people I've given it to have loved it. Like it's Thank an you. easy read. It's very helpful and it's very actionable. Right. You know, exactly. you don't give like crazy changes. Like these are simple things that you can do, you know, to add or, or take out of your everyday um, that will you know, boost your immune system or make you stronger or relieve pain. And I, I think it's, it's incredible. Awesome. Thank so, you. You're welcome. All right. Now we're moving on to the leadership roundup. So tell us what is one practice that helps to make you a better leader? It's hard to say just one, I guess, but I would say daily affirmations, just being positive and picturing positive things every mm -hmm. day. And what has that done for you? That just sets the tone for the day, I would say. And and for the future, you know, what I want, what I expect to get personally and professionally. Mm. And so is it something you do first thing in the morning and or throughout the day or both? Both. Awesome. Yeah. Just to kind of remind yourself of what's coming. Exactly. Awesome. I love that. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? I just read The Power of Habit, and that is a really good book. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of goes back to the question you just asked me, what is one practice that makes you a better leader? The Power of Habit is, is a huge part of what you do every day, you know, your success is dictated by your habits. Um, and it's, it's interesting because they talk about the psychology of habits and they talk about it in one person, you know, a single person, but then in groups and, and work uh, area. So it's really an interesting book. That is, I have read that. That's by Charles Duhigg, correct? Yes. Yes. yes that's a fantastic book. Love it. Okay. And what advice would you give your younger self? I would say setting personal and professional goals for yourself. Setting goals obviously is always an important step to getting what you want and making them for both professional and personal is, is an important thing because they're equally important for success and happiness. Mm, like don't just focus on one area. Exactly. <laughs> Right. And I find sometimes that one helps the other. Right. right? Yeah. If I, I've set goals around my health and wellness and I become healthier and well, I actually get better at the other areas of my life, yeah. too, and vice versa. Like I gain confidence in one area that helps me in another. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. All right. Now, Chris, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Everything happens for a reason. I always say that. I've said that for years. 
in you know to myself to others and i just keep this in mind when something bad happens or if something doesn't go as planned it just helps me to not dwell on it or question it or get upset about it, it helps me move on and keep positive yeah just deal with it right you might not know the reason but you know just hey it's happening it is what it is <laughs> you're taking that advice from your dad and you're you're bringing it <laughs> to the present day true true <laughs> good old dad uh, smart smart man he is a smart man. Yep. All right, Chris, lastly, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? My email is perfect, and I will give that to you. Feel free to use it. You know, a quick question or comment is, um, or it doesn't even have to be quick. I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can, you know, access that anytime and, and get back to you. It's Dr. McGuire, D-R-M-A-G-U-I-R-E, at Scarborough Family Cairo. C-H-I-R-O dot com. And my book you can find on Amazon. It's Kindle form on Amazon. And I have hard copies at the office. And I sometimes mail them out to people and they just send me a check. Oh, perfect. I can um, connect the Amazon link in your show notes. And for those of you listening, you can find all the links and resources shared in Chris's episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. And Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. Yeah, you know, we're all better for having met you. <laughs> thank you, Jody. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas, you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.